People think the new fresh fragrances from Glade are fresher than fresh, like artist Angela. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's Ruined. Hello, welcome to Ruined. This is Hallie. And this is Allison. And this is a podcast where you ruin a horror movie for you every week without fail. We're always here. Allison, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I just had my Hanukkah party, so my apartment mm. is a disaster. It feels very horror movie-esque. Just like, there's just like food <laughs> everywhere um, in a way that I just refuse to acknowledge or deal with. <laughs> I think from here out to the end of December, I don't. you can't judge anyone for the way their a place looks. I think that's very fair. Also, like, I hadn't thrown a party in a long mm-hmm. time like and when I say party I mean there were seven people in my home um that's a party to me and baby. I was just I forgot how overwhelming it was to use every dish you own <laughs> yeah it's all a good time until that moment where you're like all right everyone get the hell out of my house yeah somebody like, we all had fun leave and run my dishwasher last night which I like kind of stumbled upon when I was just like drunkenly stonedly cleaning up I was like this is running who did that <laughs> which was not me so thank you to whatever friend that was um god bless how them. are you I'm good that makes me uh, think I've uh slowly become obsessed with and consumed by TikTok I need to delete it but I'm just not there yet mm. it's it, it gets to the point where I, are you on TikTok Allison I am not on TikTok. I think okay, I just don't, chose, don't I was like, I think this is it. I think I'm out. I think yeah. I, I missed it. And that's it. Well, unfortunately, like, it's the point where, like, if you watch it, I think if you watch it for an hour at a time, like, you'll get, like, an alert, like, a little ad by a TikTok celebrity mm. that'd be like, hey, when's the last time you went outside? That's literally what they say. And oh. I'm like, all right, I get it. I shouldn't be watching as much. But there are a lot of videos that I end up getting where people were like, have you ever cleaned inside the mechanism of your dishwasher? And I'm like, no. Was that like I was supposed to be doing? One, we also we rent. Two, yeah. they open it. Dear God. It, no, it's I just can't. full of, food. it's the void, basically. No. It, and I'm like, well, I can't deal with that. I can't get involved no. in what's going on no. inside the parts of the dishwasher. I, that's none of my business. No. No. Opening that up feels for some reason very like Videodrome. <laughs> Like there's something very That's like pretty much yeah like human fingers and teeth scary. in there. Yeah, you don't know. Um, um, well, great. I guess we're do- we're doing amazing. It is December, <laughs> um, not in our time. It is still November thirtieth, but in listener time, it is December, which we're very excited because the theme for the month, which is based on the uh, capitalist underpinnings of the winter holidays <laughs> in the Judeo Christian uh, world, uh, Hanukkah and Christmas. We're doing toys. Toys, evil toys. And boy, evil are there toys. a lot of them. There, I, I, I'm like I haven't seen yet. how easy it was to fill up the month with movies under this category, considering it feels very narrow. And I think in yes. the world of like other movies, like it would be hard to find non-children's films that are about toys. But in horror, it's like there's so many. You know, and I don't know whether it's be, it is like 
uh, just simply uh, the uncanny valley, if we're simply mm-hmm. horrified mm-hmm. by these little simulacrum mm-hmm. we make and feel compelled to make and then take care of, and the yes. idea that something we make could, could be a, become sentient. It's almost like mm-hmm. if a robot gains sentience, it's less scary because it's like, oh, well, we made robots smart. But a right. doll That's that comes us. alive, it's like, we, did, we didn't give it all that. That's coming from somewhere else. Somewhere yes. else is a scary concept. When the Boston Robotics dogs turn on us, we will have no one to blame but ourselves. Oh, absolutely. We can see that coming a mile away. <laughs> like, I'm just like, when, when is that happening? Six weeks, 12 weeks? Like, that's got to be just around the corner time-wise. Exactly. When the Bratz dolls turn on us, that's going to be a little mm. more of a surprise. But maybe yes. not after this entire month. So this is much more let's sinister. Let's get ready. Yes. You know, we always talk about the robot takeover, but we should get talk about the toy takeover. And to kick yes. off the month... We're I bringing mean. back. I mean, it's 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 a complicated, you know, sequel to discuss because it, it yeah. stars Alice in the Love for Life, Brahms. <laughs> we are Brahms. doing Brahms: colon, The Boy Too. Let's talk about the title. How does that strike, the, you, Allison? The title is chaotic. I guess very tough. It's it is tough. the most chaotic title, especially for a sequel. Like, like it should be like The Boy Too: colon, Brahms, but that like would make I, more sense. I see why it's not, yeah. But I also don't. You know, it's 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 kind of slips through your fingers in terms of logic. And I think that um, similarly, and I'm I'm just going to tell you this, and I think you know this because we just had uh, Allison watch the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll discuss in a second. The um, the sequel sort of um, not necessarily rewrites the first one. But it adds a whole other element that the first boy, which we have done, we beg you to please listen to that first, adds to it. So um, having watched the trailer, Allison, what are your feelings about the trailer? I mean, there's a lot going on. And I will say that I kind of forgot how the boy ended. Um, Great. And that's why you're great to do this podcast with. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm like a blank slate every time I open Mm -hmm. my eyes. I'm just like, what's today? This is all new. I don't, I retain no knowledge. So I'm just like, what happened at the end of The Boy? The movie I think I bring up the most (laughs) when we're doing other episodes. Allison, you're God's favorite Etch-a-Sketch. Every day he shakes you clean (laughs) and you start over from the beginning. And that Aren't makes you glad me excited. You partnered up with a stupid person to do this. Um, so far, so good. Yeah. I mean, one, you know, Katie Holmes. Ab- I, I, absolutely. Katie, period. That's all I have to say about that. Period. What else is there to say? <laughs> There's well, nothing I, else to say. I really like, I think she's really I great do, in this. I do like her. She does seem kind of like a good, like, horror movie scared mother. Like, I yes, think that's absolutely. like kind of a role that she should be playing more often. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, you know, in watching the entire film how you feel, but like in the trailer, I'm like, this is kind of what she was made. To. Also, like, no one, no one's life has been scarier than hers. <laughs> so. That's a really excellent point. That is an excellent point. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, could I, I could watch her in a fawn-colored cashmere sweater, look oh. horrified through a window mm. my, for the rest of my life. I, I mean, think this yes. is her wheelhouse. She's excellent at this. Yes. I, I was going to say she's underrated, but I don't think she is. I think she's rated. I think yes. she, she is exactly rated. as advertised. Exactly. Like, you want Katie Holmes? Here's Katie Holmes. It's all right there. We also like to take a baseline scary for every movie. And this one is tough because it is a sequel um, of a film that exists. But um, how scary do you find the concept of protecting your son, Allison? I mean, I guess that's, I think like, 
what people will do in the name of protection is scary. I think people will, like, go to the ends of the earth to protect their children. So, right. kind of in anything case, is they on will the have to. I mean, quite yes, literally, that, right. that, that, that does happen. Yes. Um, so, so that all feels like, you know, it's an anything-can-happen kind of situation. Right. Well, I'm going to follow that up with a, I guess maybe a little mm. more on the nose question. How okay. scary do you find the concept of a doll that could drive you insane? I mean, very. I also mm-hmm. have a experience with a doll that drove me insane. I'd love to hear about it. I mean, I I, I told uh, a little, I think I told this story uh, when we were on Anna and Andrew's hilarious podcast, uh, Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod. So go listen to that, everybody. It's a wonderful so podcast good. with two hilarious people that we adore. Um, when I was in middle school, my mom took me to Hershey, Pennsylvania, me and, um, one of my friends and we, or maybe two of my friends, I don't know. It's not that important. And we went and we were like at some like diner or whatever, just like, um, before we were coming home and they have one of those like claw machines where it's like kind of like a box of toys and like a claw comes down and you, you know, and you try and get one. I know what a claw machine is, Allison. Give me some credit everybody. you know, listening is familiar with the claw machine, but like, so we were like, I like, I didn't put any money in it. I was just kind of like fucking around with it. And I just like, there was this like, it was all like normal little stuffed animals. And like, and then this one giant, like two and a half foot silver and purple, like metallic, terrifying jester doll. Like a court, like those are scary. Just like just knowing they're in the world, I hate that. There's also, I think because of, like, insane clown posse and some other things, mm-hmm. like, there were a lot more gesture, gestures in the 90s. Yes. Much yes, more the of a 90s, common thing. The 90s were very gesture-heavy in a way that, I don't know if I even want to look into too much because it's pretty fucked up. Um, but I was just, like, moving the thing around and, like, the claw was, like, moving because, like, you know, if you don't put money in, like, it still is mechanical. So, like, whatever. But then I, like, pressed the button and it went down and it, like, picked oh, up no. the scary doll. No. And I was like, wait, I didn't put any money in this thing. No. Also, why was it so e- – like, those are, like, notoriously, like – they're casino games. Like, they're no one is ever for you to lose. Like No one has ever gotten a toy before that moment, Allison. No. It, and then, like, and then I was like, oh, well, I'm sure it won't let me, like, bring it back and, like, drop it off into my, like, into the receiving tube or whatever. And then I did, and it came out, and my friends and I were just standing there like, okay, well, this is obviously haunted. Um, something is deeply wrong with this doll. Um, for years, we just passed her back and forth of, like, whoever had to have her in the house for a while. We named her Joyce. Um, Fun. Obviously. And uh, I don't know what happened. Like, and then eventually we, like, like her head fell off and, like, she was filled with, like, dryer lint. It was, like, really fucked up. Everything about it was really fucked up. I hate up. hearing about this. <laughs> I, know, I hate living it. So that's how I feel about dolls. And and as far as we know, <laughs> she's still roaming the land. She's out there. She's, she's probably, out there. There's probably, she's prob- there's probably, there's probably, at, she's probably in that machine in Hershey, Pennsylvania, in that diner right now. Yeah, just looking for a new family. And speaking totally of someone who's looking for a new family, let's get it kicking for <clears throat> Rob's The Boy 2, which it's so confusing for I, so many different, like, no. The Boy 2, The, boy the colon, t- it, the whole thing is, is, is a, a I really conceived. hate the title. Um, but before we begin, Allison, would you like to guess the twist in Rob's Hole of The Boy 2? the twist. I think it's got to be something to do with the new family. Like, why they have ended up, like, why this son 
um, has ended up, you know, in Brahms' orbit. And I think maybe some kind of murder. Okay, all right. A family, a family murder. I like it. A family connection. That we find out There's later. There's something, yes, a fated event, something mm-hmm. that's bringing mm-hmm. this family there. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let us begin. I guess. By spoiling Brahms colon, the boy too. <laughs> so we open on the gates outside of the house from the boy colon, the first boy movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sort of it's uh, a gigantic manor, and we're sort of looking all over these uh, desiccated, crumbling statues, and they're all of boys, of Allison. They're mm-hmm. all of little cherubs, all these little boys who've been uh, broken down by the years, which I thought was like a very affecting, you know, like opening yeah. to this. I'm like, oh, no, I the like boys. <laughs> the boys, they're back in town. And we we are family. It's Liza, played by Katie Holmes. And they have a very, she and her husband, I think it's, they're supposed to be in London or some bigger city in the UK because mm-hmm. her husband is, they're obviously in the UK, as we know from the boy, uh, mm-hmm. the first one. Um, and her husband is British. His name is Sean. And so they have a very, like, it's sort of um, in New York, a little bit of this, where it's like, you walk into someone's apartment, you're like, you're rich, but you are constrained by where you live. So it's like mm-hmm. an op- opulent windowless box. Yes. Where it's like, I know you paid $2 million for this, but it's it's half the size it, of a normal yes. house in the suburbs. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. And so, and there's all these like modern like touches where like the stairs up to the second floor, because the duplex, you can see through them. So it creates more mm-hmm. space, you know? Yes, of course. I mean, I would love to, I would love to own a place like that Who myself, wanted, but. Yeah, I want a duplex in the UK. So Liza um, comes home. We find out later she works in publishing and she calls for her son, Jude, and we see her uh, disarm the alarm system. And she calls on him to shut off the video games, come say hello to her, and she sees a little pair of slippers sort of peeking from behind a doorway in the kitchen and she leaps out to surprise him, but it's just a pair of slippers. And then Jude, her son, leaps out from behind her and scares her. Oh, Jude, you're pricks. Oh, Oh, we have such fun. We're such a normal, loving family and nothing will ever go wrong in our house. No. They FaceTime with the dad, Sean, who is hot. I wrote this, is hot, is British, hot. and on a work trip. And Jude tells him, like, I got my mom good with my shoe trick, which Sean taught him. And Sean's like, oh, good job, my son. My beautiful Aww. son with no problems. And um, Liza sends Jude off to bed, and she sort of scolds Sean, like, you're calling so late, and, you know, we just miss you so much. And he said, well, I'll be back. And on Friday, we have the babysitter, so we'll go out of the town. And she's like, all right, let's, okay. we're, we're so functional. We still have sex. And even though our son is 12, well, I mean, God bless you if you do. I'm just saying yeah. it's like, they, yeah. they, it's like we don't have to go over the top to be like, we're the most perfect family in order for what's right. about to happen to be bad. But they right. are. They're the you could just family. have them be like alive and normal, and it will still stand in stark contrast to what's exactly. coming, I'm sure. Yeah. Is a doll about to kill our family? Yes. But like, don't throw it in our face how great you have things, you know? <laughs> And Liza goes up to say goodnight to Jude, and he's like, Mom, I'm too old to sleep with my teddy bear. And she takes the teddy bear, whose name is Mr. Brown, which I did think was very cute. And she tucks him in with Jude and says, I won't tell if you won't. And they hit the hay for a couple hours until Liza wakes up in the dead of night to Mm. hear people walking around downstairs, Allison. (gasps) No. She goes into Jude's room. He is gone. I would immediately just start screaming. Screaming. Call 911. Like, I wouldn't even, like, I'd throw out all the lights. I wouldn't even pause to investigate. But because 
she's a she's a, a, a she's a publisher. She's a, a woman of the yeah. world. She's like, yes. oh, my son's just up. He's playing a prank on me. You know, one of those middle of the night pranks uh, where you don't oh wake up your God. mom to do it. You know, yeah, that terrify you to your core. Yeah. As she walks downstairs, we see the figure of a man standing behind the open stairs of the staircase, silently oh. standing there. No. And she hears Jude sort of calling to her. And she's like, Jude, what are you doing playing a joke? And he's like, Mom, don't turn the light. Stop. She flips on the light, and she's immediately grabbed by a masked intruder. And there are two <gasps> of them. And they're robbing no. the place. She grapples with him. The security alarm starts going off. Jude tries to intervene, but he's, again, I'm so bad at kids' ages. I'm going to say I mean, 10, 11. Like, he's not a—maybe he's a tween. He's not a little kid. But he's oh, I thought he was like a teenager. seven. Um, no, he's older than seven. Okay. Let's say uh, the, let's say nine. I'm cool. fine with nine. Seven seems too I'm little. I'm fine with nine. Okay, yeah. Fine I don't know. Nine. I don't know these either. Jude is nine. Don't look it up. We don't need um, to know. No. We don't want real information. Um, and he tries to intervene, but again, he's a child, so he gets knocked to the floor. And the oh. second intruder runs in and bashes Liza on the head with a candlestick, knocking her out cold. Jude is terrified. His mother is unconscious. Jesus. And then the strangers are there. They've just been ransacking the place. They run. And Jude runs to his mother, who slowly starts to come to. Allison, we meet up with the family five months later. Okay. And Jude is seeing a child therapist. Jude has stopped talking completely. And he will only communicate mm. with drawings or written notes. Mm. And they're seeing a, Dr. Lawrence, who seems like a really excellent um, therapist. And she tells Liza, she you know, meets with Liza and Sean after the session. was like, I'm sorry, this is, unfortunately, it's not unusual. This happens a lot. Like, if a kid yeah. is traumatized. And it will naturally, like, he'll it'll come back. But, like, there's don't push him too much or he's mm-hmm. just going to shut down. So he's he's got his little notepad he writes on. And mm-hmm. he also draws. And she's like, that's okay. good. That will eventually draw him out. But obviously, Liza and Sean are really fucked up by this. They're like, of course. You know, they have their own traumatized. Trauma. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing. And, and sort of that's a conversation that Liza and Sean have with is like, Liza has sort of shut down and is not dealing with her trauma because it's she's so fixated on her son's trauma. Yes. And, and when they go to bed, you know, Liza has a terrible headache. She doesn't want to be touched. And Sean's like, you know, I, I think that we should work on healing ourselves as well. Because the therapist yes, basically said, like, absolutely. in order for Jude to heal, you will also have to heal. Like, the family has to heal together. and Which is an important thing to remember. You can't just shut down and never talk about the two intruders ever again. But right. Liza, you know, has that, you know, element in us where she's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about it. And he's like, well, you know, we haven't had sex in months. And, and it just seems like you're really, like, you have horrible headaches. You haven't left the house in a long time. And she's like, oh, I don't want to hear it again. But it's like, well, what else are you going to talk about? Like, as a couple, right. I mean, there's only so many. You've been together for a long time. Yeah, we're going to talk about the trauma from the intruder. Yeah. And um, he, Sean says, what if we get out of the country? You know, Liza, you're already homeschooling Jude. And both of us can work from home, which we as all learned for the, for the quarantine. We all can work from home, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he says, it'll be a fresh start. And Allison, what do we know about no. people in horror movies? who try to get a fresh start without resolving their no, trauma. There are no fresh starts. They will be punished. Yes. And just then Jude interrupts them, and he written on his little notepad, can I sleep with you? And he kind of like curls up in between them. Aww. In the middle of the night, Liza wakes up being choked out by a masked intruder. 
And she wakes up to Sean shaking her. And she was just having a night terror, but she's screaming. And Jude's awake. He's panicking and crying. And Liza said, I can't do this anymore. So to the country they go. The country will fix all our problems, Allison. I mean, either way, I would move. I would stay in the home where I was attacked and my— Yes. Couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, so they drive all the way out in the country. They're staying at, like, a former guest house where they meet with their realtor, Pamela. Mm-hmm. And as they're going in and unpacking into the house, which is fully furnished, do you see a man watching them through the trees? And we don't know his name yet, but we could tell from his hat and his coat, he is a groundskeeper. Okay. So Pamela takes him on a tour of the house and says, you know, this is, used to be the guest house of a much larger property, which is next door. Maybe a property so large, maybe the walls are big enough for someone to live inside the Mallison if you're getting my drift. Oh, I could see what kind of uh, home that might be. Exactly. And Pamela says, you know, the big house was bought by a city man after the owners passed away. But I guess it was such a big project, even he couldn't restore it. And so now the house just kind of stands empty and in disrepair. And um, they have like a nice moment, a moment of levity. And and Sean's like, well, how do you, how do you like the house, Jude? And he writes, they give him a high five and... They go for a walk in the woods, and it's gorgeous, and it's trees, and it's sunlight. You can tell it's not too hot, you yes. know? And through the trees, Ugh, they can see the, the manor house, which, of course, is from the movie The Boy. Yes. And apparently it's called Glenview Estate. Didn't know that. Sure. I don't know if that was in the first movie, but it's Glenview No, Estate. they are for sure adding new information like that. So, being Snoops, which I would do the same thing, uh, Liza and Sean walk up towards the manor house, and Jude is standing at the tree line, and unfortunately, Allison, he hears a child's voice whisper, Jude. No. Jude. The voice guides him into the woods and leaves Jude to a spot in the dirt. And out of the spot in the dirt, we see a little pale hand jutting out. No, no. And Jude digs and digs and he discovers, it's Rob's bitch. He's back and he's better than ever. His eyes Why are full of dirt. Why is Brahms underground? Well, we're going to find out later. I'm sure we're going to find out, but, like, I would just like to state for the record that I don't like that. <laughs> I, I completely agree. It's ups, ups, <laughs> He could have just been thrown in a bush. He didn't have to be buried. Right. But he that was. feels very sinister. But Jude smiles. He's so happy to find this dirt-covered porcelain doll. You know, like all modern Ugh. children love a worm-filled, love tiny Victorian man. Doll we all love and to play suit. with that. At this point, Liza and Shaw realize Jude has disappeared. And, of course, they're freaked out. He can't, like, call to them. You know, they're running through the trees. Right. And they find Jude carrying filthy Brahms Ugh. in his arms. And they're like, okay, you can keep it. We have to hose this thing off first. Yeah. And they take him back home. It's like, you don't even know. Ex- uh, yeah. So, unfortunately, they take him into their home. And in this little suit jacket, they find a paper. And on the paper, it's a list of Brahms rules. Allison, Brahms do rules. you remember Brahms rules from the boy? I mean, I think it was, like, no guests. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the first one. You have one. to throw away the garbage at a certain time. Like, yeah, absolutely. That, there, there was something about garbage. Um, yeah, you had to keep the scraps in the freezer so it wasn't it wouldn't be out in the um, garbage. And relatedly, yes. what was yes. the other? You had to check some kind of traps? Oh, the rat traps. The rat traps. Well, they're um, also like you have to like tuck him in or do like weren't there a read lot of just, bedtime like, story? Read bedtime stories. That was the one that was like just truly right terrifying. <laughs> no, and then the other ones are play music loud, never leave alone, and never cover face. Well, they find it; oh. it's covered in mold. 
And Liza's like, oh, that's, that's a weird thing to have on a doll. And yeah, she, she, super scary. And she wipes out Bronze's face. Um, she says, I bet you have a story to tell. Oh, and to God. Jude, she says, he looks like he wants a friend. Don't mm. give him any Don't ideas, encourage lady. Him. Yeah. Come on, he's already coming in here with a, with a lot on his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's showing up with demands. And as she's cleaning him, she says, well, it looks like his face has been broken before and then put back together. Which is also, if, again, I don't want to ruin the boy because maybe we could do it again if you've forgotten it so thoroughly. But, but Bronze <laughs> was damaged. Yes, I remember that. In the third act. And so they put Bronze in the living room and it's a little blanket. They're like, oh, look, he's like our little friend, you know. And like you do, you know, when you have a haunted doll in your, house, in your home. Yeah. But they're all heading to bed. And right as they, like, leave the living room, Liza looks in the mirror and Brahms is staring at her. And when she okay. whips around, he's back to staring straight ahead. <laughs> she must have been mistaken, Allison. She must have just thought the doll was looking at her. I'm Unfortunately, so upset. <laughs> when she shuts off the light and goes upstairs, we see Brahms' eyes move of their own accord. Of course. Of course. This doll is on the move. Yeah. So and he's, morning, he's up to his tricks pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. He's not. It's really funny um, how quickly this descends. In it. Like, they're not there, like, oh, months. They're, they're the first day they find Brahms, and he's in their house going absolutely apeshit. <laughs> um, and so they, so I guess Brahms had a change of clothes with him, so he had pajamas. And then in the morning, Liza wakes up, and Jude is playing Brahms's lullaby, the the composer, oh, yeah, on right. the piano. And she said, oh, you, you changed Brahms and it was close. And Jude looks at her and he smiles and he shakes his head no. And I'm just like, here's my problem with him being a little bit older, fundamentally. And we're going to do, like, for example, we're going to do Child's Play also this month. You yes. have to have the kids the exact right age. I think the orphan did yeah. a good job. You know, mm-hmm. like, to me, Jude is a little too old. And obviously he's been traumatized, you know, so he's dealing with a lot of stuff. But yes. to me, if he was a little younger, you'd be like, Oh, yeah, well, maybe the doll put it on his own clothes. I, I'm young. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But he's too right. old to be he's like— He's too old. He'd be like, oh, well, I didn't. I thought you were dead, did. You didn't change the clothes? Well, okay, well, I guess we'll figure it out. Yeah, he's, like, too aware of how the world works for, like, these yeah. things to skate by. So I think we're just going to attribute to his trauma and then move on. Because otherwise, yes, I'm going to get too fine. stuck on it. I, yeah, nope, I get it. Allison, in Jude's notebook— whether we've seen him, like, writing his notes to his parents. Unfortunately, we see in cursive writing, which is very dissimilar from his own, the phrase, take me to where you found me. And Mm. Jude underneath it is written, in the woods? And Sean asks Jude, well, what did you name your doll? What are you going to name him? And he goes, and Jude writes, Brahms, he told me his name. No. So Liza is, you know, homeschooling, which has a whole other thing. It's like, if your kid's traumatized, I don't know if going to the middle of the woods and then having him never interact with other child is no, a great idea. No, I think you idea, kind of personally. need to, I don't know. I don't know anything about child psychology or recovering from no, trauma. No, say but what I you think, were going to say, Allison. But you I do know. That, you are an expert. But I think you should be around people. I completely agree. And Brahms is already, not people. Yeah, he's not, and he thinks he's people. Oh, he Brahms, thinks he thinks he's people. He thinks he's people. So um, he writes his mom, can we take a walk in the woods before we get started? She's like, oh, well, he actually seems happy. Let's go. So yeah. they take they go out to the woods, and he, Jude gets ahead of his mother, and he goes back to the place Brahms was buried to find Brahms's little doll coffin and his attache case full of an entire wardrobe of clothes. Okay. They're all buried. They're all filthy. I, if I was worse, I'd be like, I'm not going to do all this laundry. Suddenly. 
A German shepherd is basically on top of them, barking, scary. And the groundskeeper we saw earlier tells them, what are you doing here? You're on private property. It turns out that he's Joseph, and he's immediately friendlier when they say, oh, we just moved into the guest okay. house. He's like, oh, I I take care of the um, Glenview estates. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, there was another family there before. I'm so glad that somebody's actually staying in the house. His dog, Oz, however, hates Brahms and is barking at the doll. Like, obvi- and you see Brahms glassy-eyed staring back. The dog, Oz, and Brahms hate each other. Okay, well, that all tracks. Um was there a groundskeeper in the first movie? There was, well, there was, like, the grocer. The who, grocer, that I remember. But this is a different but like person. This, this is a new, this is a new person for this the. This is a new and equally the as boy unfortunate universe. Exactly, it's a new addition. This is the Eternals. Um, and Joseph said, oh, and Liza said, oh, sorry, we found this doll on the property, like, we could put him back. And Joseph says, no, you can keep him and, unless you want to put him back. But Jude does not. And Joseph walks him back to the guest house, and Sean's there. He's like, hey, who's this strange man who's carrying a 12-gauge shotgun talking to my wife and child? Nice to meet you. Please go away. And they don't notice, but as they're going back inside, Joseph and Brahms, like, glare at each other over Jude's shoulder, which, like, I understand. (laughs) And, like, the creepy music play, which is very funny, but also, like, Brahms is, you know, the size of a baby. Right. Because Liza is smart, she works in publishing. She's already cued in to, like, the Brahms. I used to work in publishing, and I'm not smart. (laughs) That's not true. And (laughs) it's impressive that you remembered you work there because you don't remember the movie. It is. I don't remember anything. Um, She's already cued into how much Brahms sucks. And she asked Sean, like, why are there a doll in the woods? And, like, there's a full wardrobe and a coffin. And he said maybe some weird little kid put it there, which is a very funny way to brush off her concern. Yeah. Also, like, that doesn't solve things. (laughs) And he says, like, okay, so do you want to take the doll away from Jude? And she's like, no, but I do find it creepy. And Sean says, under his breath, in the, like, the history of all bad horror movie parents goes, I don't think the doll's the problem. And Liza's like, excuse okay. me, what does that mean? And he tells her, I think you use Jude to avoid talking about what happened to you, and I don't think it's healthy. And that's honestly a fair assessment. I, and she I tells him. Don't disagree. She's like, I could have died, and I think about it every day. And unfortunately, that won't be your only concern because then, just then, Liza's like storms away from Sean, like upset about their conversation. She hears Jude talking to Brahms in his room, actually talking out loud. Talking. And he's sort of, it sounds like he's sort of like defending Oz, the, the dog, from Brahms, but he is talking. And so okay. Sean comes up behind Eliza and he's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And she goes, shut up. He's talking. And they both listen. And they're like, oh, my God. And they open the door. And as soon as they go in, Jude is quiet again. Mm. And he will only write on the notepad. They're like, well, what are you telling Brahms about? He's like, oh, Brahms doesn't like the dog. And I'm uh, like, okay, well, we'll let you talk to him. But if you want to talk to us, we'd sure love that. And um, maybe you want to come watch a movie. And Jude writes on his pad, close the door. So now, he okay, so. quiet time with Brahms. So Liza had been convinced, like, she was like, I don't like Brahms. But now it's like, oh, Brahms is helping him speak. Brahms is part of the family, you know. Yes. Outside Oz, the dog, who clearly senses mm-hmm. danger, watches over the house. And he sort of growls. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night, Liza wakes up and she gets to find Brahms perched on the couch. Suddenly, Liza is attacked no. from behind by a masked intruder and thrown up against the wall. She wakes up. Thank God. It was just a dream. Sean's there to, like, get her. And she's sort of out and about, and she runs into Jude's bedroom to make sure that he's okay. 
But he, she finds Jew next to the bed, curled up in a ball, sobbing. And when he, she goes to him, he turns to Liza, and his face is a porcelain mask, and he screams, he's mine! And then Liza wakes up again, because it's a I, double dream reveal. It's the double dream. I mean, okay. And we've seen it before. Yeah, we've seen it before. We'll see it again. And she runs to Jude's uh, bedroom, and luckily he's actually asleep. And Sean's like, you know, I don't like uh, Brahms either, but this is the first time Jude has been able to sleep all the way through the night in his own bed. So, Mm. like, and that's the slippery Brahms slope. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh, it seems to be helping our son. Next thing you know, if he was literally living in the the walls and eating rats. Yeah, he's living in the walls eating rats. He's on the Ratkins diet. You know, so, you know, it is a slippery slope. In the morning, we see Oz, the German Shepherd. He's still guarding the house. You know, he's still, like, watching over them. Mm-hmm. And Liza finds Sean cooking, like, a full English breakfast, which looks delicious, Ugh. including an English breakfast for Brahms, which is, like, no. that's, a lot, that's a lot for an adult human to eat. You know what I mean? Right. No, that's a that's a filling, hearty, protein-packed breakfast. Allison, I have some bad news. There are There is a new set of rules that Jude has written down because Brahms told him. Okay. Some of them are the same as some of them are different. One, okay. no guests allowed. Heard it before. Yeah. Never leave Brahms alone. Never cover Brahms' right. face. New right. Brahms clothes every day. Brahms every eats day. meals. You got it. Well, that's why he has the wardrobe now. Brahms eats meals with family. Take Brahms outside every day. Keep oh. Brahms neat and clean. Every Brahms night bedtime story. Of rules. Kiss goodnight. There's 10 rules. Kiss. Kiss. Kiss goodnight. <laughs> the most famous rule. And then, of course, rule number 10, Jude has to be with Brahms always and forever. <gasps> no, that feels so sinister. And if Liza hadn't been starting to turn on Brahms before, she fucking hates that doll now. Yeah. She's like, oh, so a doll's going to tell me what to do in my house? I don't yeah, think no. so. Fuck no. Unfortunately, when Liza... Not taking goes, a doll outside every day. If I have to listen to a goddamn doll boss me around, I'm not no. going to change his little clothes, even though he has no. a lot of really fabulous little suits. Of course he does. He's so chic. When Liza goes to put away laundry in Jude's room, she finds his teddy bear, Mr. Brown, cut into pieces. And she goes to him and, and goes to Jude and was like, why is Mr. Brown all fucked up? And he's like, oh, was he writes down, of course, it yeah. wasn't me, it was Brahms. And Liza's like, we're not mad. We're just trying to understand why you would do this. You know, because Sean's right. like, is he acting out? Is this good? Is right. this bad? Like, what are we supposed to be thinking? And he says, no, no, Brahms didn't. And she's like, it's one thing to destroy your things, which is not good, mm-hmm. but you can't lie to us. And he's like, no, absolutely fine. She's like, well, you can go hang out in your own room and you can stay there until you're willing to tell the truth. Personally, if this happened to me, I'm grabbing Brahms and I'm swinging him against the side of the garage. Like, Brahms oh, is I getting am busted up. If running my kid Brahms starts lying to me, because Brahms over is with a house, car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to crush his head. <laughs> so, um, That's what he Brahms, wants you is, to go. Brahms is still in the living room and Liza is reading her book. And this is the first time Liza and Brahms kind of get their one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, Allison, the TV turns on, and Liza runs wow. in, but it's just Brahms with his little hand next to the remote. No. No, his goes, little hand? And she goes to Jude's room, and she's like, I, I knew you just snuck out of your room and turned the TV on. He's like, no, I didn't. I'm writing it down. You know, Brahms right. did it. She's like, oh, my God. So she goes back in, and she kind of yells at Brahms and, like, snaps yes. her fingers in front of her, his face, and then it's like, I'm being ridiculous. I know it's just a doll. I can't yes. let this affect me. Like, it's, it, you know, just because Jude is saying this doesn't mean it's real. Right. 
Liza sits back down at the dining room table only to hear their running of teeny tiny footsteps. No. And she looks. No. And Brahms is gone. No. She storms to Jude's room only to find that Jude is approaching her from behind. He was getting water. And when mm-hmm. she opens the door, who sh- which she just saw somebody run through, it's right. just Brahms in the room. Allison, at this point in the film, I got to ask you, what would you do if you were her? What would you do? I'm destroying Brahms and taking my family back to civilization in the city mm-hmm. where there aren't dolls that boss me around. Like, I, I just... yes. I, I can't, like, even knowing, you know, everything that I don't know from the first movie, like, I still, like, <laughs> I'm just like, fuck that thing up and get the hell out of there. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I feel like Sean is a reasonable enough, I, I, I frankly, I would lie. I would be absolutely honest. I would, I would lie to get my way. I'd yeah. be like, you know, this is actually worse for my mental health. I think you're right. Yes. I do need to get treatment, but I want to be back in the city because that's the only yeah. way I'm going to move past this. This mm-hmm. was a great idea, but I just, I can't do it. And then I'm, yes. you know, getting the fuck out of them. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at All right, people, we all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com and this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. That night, they're getting ready for bed and June comes in and writes an apology note and he takes the blame. Like, I... I'm sorry about what happened, Mr. Brown. I'm sorry I scared you with my prank. And Brahms is sorry, too. And Liza's like, don't bring that motherfucker in here and, like, make it be like it's from Brahms, you know? And Liza tries to tell Sean, like, I saw, I swear to God, I saw somebody small right into Jude's room, and he's like, you didn't. That's not possible. Like, Brahms can't move. He's just a little doll. Yeah, but... And and Liza's like, well, maybe (laughs) you're right. Maybe, like, this is my trauma. Like, maybe I'm, like, having, like, I feel like I'm letting you guys down. Like, I'm doing much worse. He's like, do not blame yourself. It's fine. Like, we're all right. good. We're doing the best we can. We're going to work together. Like, but let's just, you know, we'll talk to Dr. Lawrence, um, the child, mm-hmm. child psychologist, the next day. And she's like, actually, this sounds pretty promising. You heard him speaking, which is good. Maybe the doll is an outlet and he is acting out, but maybe it's a good sign. Like, he is working through this trauma. You know, like, it seems right. scary, but like, maybe this is a positive thing. I don't, it's I like, wouldn't girl, want you a child psychologist. Seen the doll. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Have you seen? Well, it's on FaceTime. It's like, show her the doll that's yeah, she show, says. Right. Because if it was just like, oh, it's kind of just like a silly little cabbage patch or like a baby doll. Like, it's like. Exactly. Yeah, that's not scary. Don't be worried. But like, you 
see that face, you're like, this thing is up to no good. This yeah, is all happening. It's a happening. little man made out of porcelain. So yeah. uh, Jude and Sean are playing outside, and um, Liza does. She doesn't even go to her local library, which I, I assume that she connected to it. Um, the local library of the world, the internet. Yes. And she's searching childhood trauma and toys, like imaginary friends. Yeah. And then she starts looking up antique dolls. And the website says, um, in order to identify a doll, you just have to find, like, the manufacturer's mold. It'll be on its palm or its foot. Meanwhile— God, why is that so scary? Sean comes in for for whatever reason, and uh, Jude is outside alone. And Joseph comes by again, still holding his shotgun. And he says hi to Jude. And he says, hey, Jude, did you come up with a name for the doll? Because the doll is sitting right there on a swing watching Jude and his father play soccer. And Jude writes in his little pad that his his name is Brahms. And Joseph says, of course it is. That's his name, isn't it? I guess he found himself a new family. Joseph knows about Brahms. It's like, Joseph, like, tell these people everything you know. I, I I don't, it's like, I guess Joseph's already in too deep. Joseph's like, well, yeah. of course, this is the way of Brahms. He's finding his family. Right. Brahms, and this is where I'm like, oh, Brahms is toxic masculinity. I feel like it's like, mm-hmm. Lies is Googling, like, Glenview Estates, and she sees an article about the original mm-hmm. Brahms story, about, like, the, the owner's son, you know, like, it's just like, but she doesn't click on it, which I think is very weird. Like, yeah, I'd be wh- like, you see that link and do a little more digging where she's like, ah, oh, no, yeah. I, I I got a tiny doll's laundry to do. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I've got other stuff going on. I've got to make Brahms a turkey sandwich. Just then she sees Joseph talking to June and he's, she's like, again, a strange man with a gun can't be taking to my, talking to my minor son in my yard. Yeah. So she runs out there like, ha ha, Joseph, nice to see you. Get the fuck out of here, you know? Yeah. Leave and us Joseph alone or her, tell us what you know. Yes, one or the other. And Joseph says, oh, sorry, I was just looking for Oz. He's run off. And we see on Jew's notepad that he's drawing a drawing of Oz the dog looking dead as hell. Yeah. And that night, Liza wakes up and she sneaks into Jude's room and looks for the mold number on Brahms's hand or foot. Mm-hmm. Allison, Brahms doesn't have a mold number. He's a one of a kind, baby. Mm. God broke the mold when he made Brahms. I'm kidding. He did. She did find a mold number. Oh. It's okay. 606H. And suddenly, Allison, Brahms's mouth drops open. His eyes roll back, and a swarm of insects jettison out of his mouth into Liza's face. Allison, it's a dream. Okay. It's a dream. Thank God it didn't really I was happen. like, Brahms does all kinds of new stuff that he used to not do. Yeah, they really lead into he- heavily into dreams, and then later kind of drop that, which I'm excited to tell you about later at the, f- oh, God, at, at the very end of the film. So, unfortunately, the, he does have a mole number, but it does, she can find no evidence of it online. And she's like, oh, okay, well, that's, I guess I'll just abandon that uh, pursuit. Mm-hmm. And um, meanwhile, Liza goes through Jude's notepad, and he's obsessed with Brahms. He's unfortunately drawn a, she sees the disemboweled drawing of Oz the dog. And she sees a man in a mask stabbing someone and Brahms standing over two dead murdered bodies. Mm-hmm. This is a nod to the first movie. Of course. And in another page, she sees the two different kinds of writing back and forth. And in Brahms' writing, we see the words, they'll never take me away from you. If they try, they'll be sorry. The next no. image, Allison, is Brahms no. sitting on the edge of a bed while Jude smiles over his parents' dead murdered body holding Joseph's 12-gauge shotgun. I guess it could be somebody else's shotgun, but it's a shotgun. It's I don't know. It's one that we've seen, so okay. 
Just then, the Jude hell? appears in the doorway of his bedroom, and Allison, he's got a little suit on. Now, ladies go crazy about a sharp dress, props. Yes, no, but it's sort of like, <laughs> why does he have a suit to begin with? <laughs> yeah, good question. Why does he have a suit? So as you can imagine, Liza's starting to crack up. And, you know, that yeah. evening, Sean is going to make a plate for Brahms like they do at every meal. And, and Liza's like, no, the doll does not get a plate. Yeah. The doll is not going to be eating with us. And as a result, Jude refuses to eat his food. And Sean's oh, no. like, you know, we would be great if what if I, I yeah, what if, I'm going to invite Uncle Liam and Aunt Mary, so ostensibly Sean's brother's family, and your cousins Will and Sophie for the weekend. We'll get some other people in here. We'll have some fun. You know, we're going to play in the yard. You know, get get some more movement rather than uh, just us and the doll. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but Jude, however, writes him a reminder in the notepad: no guests allowed, which is one of Brown's rules. And Liza says, "The doll and his rules do not run this house." Yes. The doll is not in charge. Um, Jude refuses to eat, and Liza's like, great, you can sit here at the table until you eat your food. She and Sean leave the room for a split second. They hear a terrible crash, run back in, and the table has been completely flipped over. This is the first time we've seen a a supernatural thing that is outsized for a doll to do. Okay, yes. Because Sean's like, Sean runs in after Liza, and was like, Mm -hmm. Jude couldn't lift this table. And she's like, it wasn't Jude, it was Brobs. And she's like, and he's like, oh boy. And then Sean's sort of like, did you flip the table? Is are you mm. blaming them? And she's like, I would right. never flip a table. It was the doll who did it. And he's what like, you, oh yeah, what are you boy. Doing? Maybe we need to get uh, like an adult psychiatrist involved here. It's like maybe um, we need to get out of this house with get rid of this terrifying doll. Exactly. And Liza gives uh, Liza looks at Jude's pad and he's written, I told you you're making him mad. And he grabs Brahms and he runs to his room. And Liza's like, listen, look at his notebook. He's drawn all these pictures. Allison, Jude has ripped out all the gruesome drawings. So there's no dead dog. There's no murdered parents. And Liza's insisting her there. So Sean is more and more concerned, like, okay, it seems like you were having some sort of psychiatric issue. So definitely I'll have my brother's family come over. That'll really help things. Yeah, that's definitely going to solve things. Breaking the rules. In the morning, Joseph finds Oz's dead body swarming with flies exactly like the drawing depicted it. Yes. And Joseph just says, oh, Oz. Basically, Liza convinces Sean, we got to get Brahms out of here. Like, I I can't have him in the house. And Sean's like, okay, it's going to be hard, but let's do it. So they meet up, they have cups of coffee, and they go into Jude's room. Allison, he's gone. Him and Brahms are gone. No, no. And there's a note saying you should have followed the rules. And they run into the woods calling for him, panicking, and, of course, end up in front of Glenview Manor. And Liza runs inside while, you know, Sean looks in the trees. And she runs in, and she hears all these whispered voices and running and children's laughter. And she's getting all turned around. And she sees the um, family portrait from the first movie with the the little Brahms. And that's what's confusing about it is we got Brahms the doll, and then Brahms from the original movie was the, Mm -hmm. the boy who became the man. Um, yes. So I'm going to say uh, Brahms the doll, just to clarify. Um, okay. And, and Brahms the human the, man. The man. Um, so you she can immediately. Say Mr. Allison Libby, that's fine. <laughs> right, Mr. Allison Libby. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, she hears running inside the walls. So Allison, she ends up inside the walls oh, trying no. to follow these noises, trying to find her son. And she hears Jude saying out loud, Come play with us, mommy, which is the first time he's spoken directly to either of them you know, since since the trauma. 
and she's able to escape the walls, but she finds herself in Brahms' little pied-à-terre, you know, his little attic apartment. Yes, yes. Um, And Brahms is sitting there on the floor, and she sees the photos, and we see Brahms, the human man from The Boy, as a Mm -hmm. little boy playing piano, and next to him on the bench is Brahms the doll. So it's sort of like, oh, it got his claws into— Wait, it's a photo of human Brahms as a child with Brahms the doll. Yes. Okay. So, sort of implying that Brahms the doll, absolutely. Implying that Brahms the doll sort of maybe got his hooks into Brahms Mm -hmm. when he was young. And so sort of precedes the events of the first movie. Does that make sense? Yes. What the movie, and I'm just going to say it now, and this is not like a reveal or anything. The movie is suggesting... That okay. Brahms is the locus of all the of evil. these events. Right. It was is, not Brahms the man. Right. Brahms the man was um, a, a victim of, of Brahms yes. the doll. Okay. 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 Which okay. <laughs> uh, we'll, get, we'll discuss it further on in the film and, and at your feelings about that. But that is sort mm-hmm. of when we realize like, oh, if Brahms the doll enters your life, things don't go well for your son or you if you are the son. Yes. Yes. And suddenly she turns around and she sees Jude crawling from inside the wall into the room wearing a porcelain mask like the one we saw in Boy no. the First in the first film. No. And she takes the mask of his face horrified and Jude speaks finally. He says, we were just playing. And because Liza's so excited to hear him talk, no. everything is sort of forgotten. And yeah. just then Sean and Joseph like burst in. They break the door down. And Sean is upset, but then when he hears Jude speaking and apologizing, like, he's like, oh, my God, like, you're doing it. You're finally speaking again. It's a mixed bag. And as they're walking out, Liza says, like, what happened to the family in the house? And um, they sort of said Jude to to play with uh, Brobs, still Brobs, Brobs the doll's still there, in the music room. And Joseph tells him, the family who lived here had a son. He killed a girl, got burned, and went mad. He wore a mask and lived at the walls for 30 years, never coming out. The parents committed suicide. The entire plot of the first movie, which I appreciate. Oh, that's so I nice. I guess you could watch this without seeing yeah. it. Yeah. And Liza says, Joseph, what was the son's name? And Joseph's like... His name was Brahms. Did you say Brahms? And they're like, don't you think that it is odd that his name was Brahms and the doll was Brahms? And he's like, yeah, I did. Here's another th- odd thing. I found my dog eviscerated in the woods... I don't want to point any fingers, but uh, it's absolutely your wackety-dackety son who is, you know, losing it. Wait, I have a question. Absolutely, because this is very confusing. Please ask away. So, if Brahms the doll is the locus of evil, mm-hmm. why does he have the same name as Brahms the human? <laughs> what my This is my completely my understanding. Yes. Okay. Is that the doll essentially, um, I don't know the exact word for it, becomes one with the boy. Okay. So, like, if 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 Brahms were to be able to follow his plan with Jude, ostensibly his name would then be Jude. The the doll yes. and the boy, unfortunately, will become one become unit one. with one okay. name. Got it. So, Brahms is just the most recent... Yes, this is my understanding of it. Sure, this makes sense to me, so. Because at first I was like, oh, well, maybe Brahms, the human man, he had a different name, and then when he met Mm. Brahms, they changed it. But that doesn't, with the parents, that didn't seem to be the case. I think it's when the the doll and the boy fuse, 
it assumes the doll, the boy's name, and sort of takes him over. Yes. It, it, where the where the lines between doll and boy become become very, very blurry. Blurred. Yes, which so is like, terrifying. We're, we're Jude to fall under Brahms's spell. Mm-hmm. The the child who the doll goes to after Jude would be like, this is Jude. And I would argue that the third movie would have to be called Jude, Jude Colin, Colin, Brahms, the boy. Colin, the boy three. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, that don't tracks. tell me. That tracks. No, I could very well be wrong, but this is my understanding. And my understanding, I'm hanging on by my fingernails watching this I movie. hope it's in pre-production already. And it almost certainly is. Um, so, you know, obviously after this, they, they zoom with Dr. Lawrence and, yes. um, and, you know, Jude is telling him like, oh, you know, Rob's told me about all these other families he lived with, you know, and, oh my God. and, and all this other stuff that happened. And Dr. Lawrence says, yeah, if he was involved with that dog's death, then, uh, things are not going well. So he, she's saying like, it's possible Brahms is like acting as a way for like Jude to shift blame. And she said, I think you have to bring him back down to the city. I want to see him face to face. I want to like, you know, we'll do it. And Sean says, okay, well, we have guests for the weekend, um, which are, is more important than our son yes. uh, going insane Talking. and killing a dog. Yeah. Um, but sure. So we will be bringing them here, but we'll bring them up as soon as we can. And Dr. Lord says, I urge you, please keep a close eye on him until then. You know they're not going to do that. No. They're like, oh, he's off. he's going off with Brahms for the day, but we'll see him later. And the next day, Uncle Liam, Aunt Mary, and their cousins, Will and Sophie, come by. And Will and Sophie are like, ew, what's with your creepy doll? Like, why are you dressing like him? Actually, Sophie's nice. It's just Will because he's, like, 13. He's like, yeah. And he, he's calling, like, Jude mental. And he's like, oh, because your mom got attacked, so now you're crazy. Like, he's awful mm-hmm. immediately. And to be fair, though, it's like, you shouldn't let Jude wear the, like, Jude, kids need, like, a dinosaur T-shirt. They don't need, like, a three-piece suit with, like, an yeah. ass. You know what I mean? yeah. Yeah, they don't need pocket squares. And so they they send the kids out to play, and they start playing like a with a croquet uh, set. And Will is just like ruthlessly teasing Jude, and Sophie's like, "No, I like his doll. I think it's cool." And Will's like, "Oh, because he's your boyfriend." It's like, Will, you're a piece of shit. And inside, <laughs> kids are Aunt Mary assholes. is sort of like talking to Liza. Liza's like sort of confiding in her, and Mary's like, "You know, you guys are doing the best you can." And he's and he's speaking again, which is like a huge thing. Yeah, the doll's weird, but kids like weird stuff. Like re- trying to yeah. reassure her, you know. Allison, unfortunately, while the kids are outside, we see Will hit a croquet uh, spike or uh, stake, mm-hmm. and then it shatters, leaving mm-hmm. a jagged piece of wood sticking straight up. Okay. And to, to wit, I, Allison, I, I, it's just about that time. Who do you think will survive? Who will survive? Oof. I mean, I think... I think Jude and his mother will survive. I think mm-hmm. Hot Dad is gone. He's been too dismissive of things from the beginning. Okay, great. Um, and then we have uh, Uncle Will and, and Aunt Mary, and then Will and Sophie. I, I think they're all going to die. And I think the groundskeeper mm-hmm. will survive. You think Joseph's going to survive? Yes. Okay, great. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. 
All right, people, we all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com. And this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. So they're outside and, you know, and Mary's going on and I'm like, oh, well, it's going to be great or whatever. And we see uh, Will is tormenting Jude and Sophie and finally steals Sophie's hat. And Jude and Sophie are tugging on the hat and they're playing tug of war with Will, who's much bigger than them. And then finally, Jude gets a look on his face and he lets the hat go. And Will falls backwards onto the jagged croquet spike and it pierces through his shoulder. It doesn't immediately kill him. But okay. he's in horrible pain, and I mean, all the parents come so running out. Awful! It's horrific. And Being impaled on a yard game in England. And, and <laughs> so Sean and Liam rush him to the hospital, and Jude looks guilty, even though, like, we know that was Brahms. Like he, you know, like unfortunately. And that night, Jude is really upset. And I guess Aunt Mary and Sophie left, but they were didn't say the weekend. And Jude confesses to Liza, Brahms wants me to live in the big house with him forever. He said he'd kill you and daddy if I don't do it. And Liza said, well, when did he say that? And Jude says, he says it all the time. Okay, that's awful. And Liza <laughs> says, don't worry. No one's going to hurt any of us. I promise. Of course, we know that's an insane promise to make. Yeah, you can't make that promise. But they have left Brahms outside on the swing. And I think that's like Jude's first time of him being like, actually, like, this is really dangerous. And I I, I wanted to have some separation from Brahms. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he is some sort of haunted supernatural doll. Yeah. And Liza, thinking, okay, well, my son's having some sort of psychotic break or whatever, tries to FaceTime Dr. Lawrence. She It's night. She's not working. She doesn't get the call. Um, Sean calls him from the hospital and says, hey, I'm going to head back. I'm going to get some coffee. Mm-hmm. Allison, as he's getting coffee, he strikes up conversation with this this other guy, and he tells the guy where he lives. And the guy's the hospital guy's like, "Oh my god, you could pay me to live there!" At the same time, Liza does the most horror movie thing of all time. She flips over the doll mole number, so instead oh, of no. sixes, a baby, it's nines, and she finds a listing for rare Victorian dolls. And it's so rare, in fact, they have a registry of people who own them, including the family from the Gladview Estates, which is the Hillshers. Yes. So we're sort of seeing them learn the same things at the same time in different ways, which I thought was like a fun thing. I like that. And he still tells, oh, yeah, there's a guy at the walls that uh, murder people. And Sean's like, yeah, old news. We already know about that. And then the guy tells him, well, you know about the other murders. In the 1950s, a boy murdered his own mother and brother and convinced the doll was speaking to them, to him. And the guy's like, actually, and that's not the only thing. There's the city guy who bought the manor. He went insane, too, and that's why he hasn't finished the house. And sometimes I'll see him at the bar, and he's always drunk, and he's ter- He's so scary. Yeah, crazy old Joe. And Sean's like, what's his name? The guy's like, oh, Joseph something. And Sean's like, oh, God damn it. He just runs out, like, and starts driving home. So Joseph, we now understand, okay. is under the control of Brahms oh, as well. Brahms. Okay. I, I guess Rob's has like the he always has a lot. He has a lot of pots 
on the a different bird. Yeah, I'm just called. surprised at his uh, power over an adult. Yes, and they don't address. I guess like it, it'd be to me, it's like okay, Brahms the human. Well, they met when they were when he was a child. Children. So right, Brahms had time to really like groom her him. Joseph is apparently a millionaire who bought the house within the last like five or six years, and um, Brahms got him. So and we sort of had we we we'll get to why he thinks that is, but because okay. um, Joseph has his own thoughts. Meanwhile, Liza's googling. She's googling. She's finding databases, you know, and she, she's finding all the way back to the eighteen hundreds of boys and men being driven to madness and murdering their own families. Cool. And oh, every time they're caught, they said it was the doll that did it. The doll told me to do it. And finally, she finds a newspaper from, like, whatever newspaper started publishing photos. And the doll's in it. And the doll is Brahms, baby. And she looks up to be like, dear God, Brahms. And and, because he was outside. He is gone from the swing. She runs to find Jude, and he is gone, too. Liza whips around, and she finds herself face-to-face with a shotgun (gasps) wielded by Joseph. He sits her down. He makes them both a hot cup of tea. He's polite. And okay. he tells Liza. He called me. He calls out to the ones that need him. The damaged ones. The voice told me to put him back together, so I did. Okay, and so he, this is and, all kind of on Joseph. And Joseph and Liza's <laughs> like, you could stop this. Like you have power in this situation. Like you could go with me and we could stop him from doing to you. And, and Joseph's like, no. Even before the house, even before the Hillshires, it was about the doll. Brahms told me to bury him so that Jude could find him. And now they're up in the big house, and Jude and Brahms will become one. So that's my understanding, is that Brahms and Jude are going to be linked forever. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. After that, I don't know. But that's the plan. They're going to become integrated in some way. So Liza fucking throws the hot tea in Joseph's face, smashes the mug across his head, knocks him out, grabs his shotgun, and bolts towards the manor because Liza is not, she's sick of listening to that doll. She's sick of that doll. The doll can't be in charge. And she creeps through this terrifying house tonight, and she finally finds Jude down in the cellar. And he's lit all these gorgeous candles, and they're in the furnace room, which is roaring with a fire, and it's very atmospheric. And he is holding Brahms, and unfortunately, he is also wearing the porcelain mask. And the room is filled with, like, uh, photos of Brahms and all of his past victims and, like, their families. And she's like, okay, I think things have gone on far enough, you know. Mm. So how about you let me hold Brahms? And I, I used to hold you just like this. And she puts him down on the piano bench. And by the time Liza turns around, Jude is pointing the shotgun at her. No. And Jude says, and this is the thesis of the movie. Mm-hmm. Jude says, we're going to live here now because you can't protect us from, from the dog, from Will, or from the men that night. Brahms okay. can protect us. Goodbye, Mommy. And just as about Jude's about to shoot his mother with a shotgun, we suddenly see Brahms's head explode into a million pieces and what? they whip around, and Sean has crept into the room oh, and has he, just yes. crushed Brahms's head with a croquet mallet. Amazing. And you finally get to see that little shithead get him. And yes. suddenly, as soon as it happens, finally. like, Jude's kind of snaps, too. And he's like, wait, what? And he drops the gun, and he drops the mask. And he, like, is like, what's going on? And so you think, okay, great. things are. Unfortunately, Joseph also arrives. He's come, to and has arrived, and he's like, Great. No, you don't understand. It's me. He'll punish. It will never be over. And if something happens that I don't understand, Allison, and I'm going to ask oh, you good. what you think good, what good, it was. Good, good. 
So Brahms sits up of his own free will, and the rest of his, like, broken doll face falls off. And underneath there is a burned skull, like a skeleton, as Mm. if there's a real body inside. And his mouth looks like a burned red butthole. And his eye socket looks like it's either full of teeth or maggots. And one eye is sort of, like, glazed over pearl. And are we to think that in in becoming one that— Brahms was becoming like a real corporeal boy, maybe. Because I saw that. I'm like, well, I don't understand what that means when you factor in everything else we learned. I don't understand. I don't know either. <laughs> like, I don't get, like, everything would make sense, like, without that. Yeah. Like, and I was that like, really, okay. I'm like, is that, well, who is that? And it feels like they had a more explicit explanation. But then they're like, no, this is kind of confusing. We'll just have Joseph say they become one. And then people could draw their own conclusions, I guess. It is very scary. Yeah, that's super scary and gross. And yeah, I guess maybe like he's becoming real from the inside out. I guess, but he looks terrible. Yeah, he a mess. And so the house starts to shake. And the piano's playing. And the furnace like rages behind them. And Joseph starts floating in the air, tortured. Essentially, Brahms is, like, torturing Joseph and causing the furnace to explode. And then suddenly the furnace explodes into flames. It throws everyone to the ground except for Jude. Kills Joseph. So he was punished. Interesting. Which is really okay. not fair to him. Yeah. However, he just the wanted to buy some still real standing. estate. Exactly. My God. Isn't that all of our dreams? I mean, homeownership. He flew too close to the sun. <laughs> By that, I mean S-O-N. And we see Jude pick up Brahms. <laughs> and for a second, you think, okay, Brahms got him. But then he throws Brahms' ass in the furnace. And we all watch as Bur- Brahms burns up. And next yes. thing you know, the family's back at their city ho- home. Liza's mm-hmm. back at work. Uh, Sean has cooked a beautiful cocoa van. Jude is happy. Ooh. He's talking. And they say goodnight to him. And you think everything's just fine. And then, yeah. unfortunately, as soon as they go to bed, Jude gets up and goes into this closet. And he takes <gasps> out the porcelain mask. And he puts it on. And he whispers to the mirror, goodnight, Brahms. I think we'll be happy here if they learn the rules. So I guess we're to believe that the same thing that happened in the first movie happened this one where Brahms has essentially gained spiritual control over the boy. Yes. And is, like, sort of, like, puppeting him, or is, like, he's, like, his avatar or something. But also, he's a separate enough entity that, like, Judah's addressing him. Anyways, the end. Okay. Allison, what are some fatal mistakes people have made in this movie? Fatal mistakes. I mean, not... Just immediately getting out of there once um, Brahms shows up. Yeah. Like, once, like, all of a sudden there's, like, a sheet of rules and, like, threats, I'd be like, we're going back to the city. Like, this is not going any further. Good on ruining the doll. That had to happen. But clearly it didn't do enough. Yeah. I guess I feel like um, Sean wasn't the worst parent Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like if your spouse believes a doll is alive, get her help. Yes. Worst, best case scenario, she is having a, a mental health crisis and you need to get her help. I yes. think to brush it off, as we've learned in so many other horror movies, yeah. you're setting yourself up, even if it's not a real haunted doll, well, there's mm-hmm. still a problem in the house that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then and then um, this is just, this is not a segment um, per se. It's just sort of, I wanted to know 
how you feel about the first movie from the little you can remember of it based on this new reveal. Because when I first saw Brahms, colon, The Boy 2, I really didn't like it. Because I was like, the fun of the first movie is, it's not a haunted doll. It's a crazy guy lives in the wall. Yeah. And while I didn't think this movie was as good, I kind of, I, I accepted on second viewing the idea that the doll was the reason that it happened was like a fun inverse. Again, unnecessary, I suppose. But I, I, I thought, okay, I understand what they were trying to do with it. But what did you think? Yeah, I guess like, it does feel like it undoes a lot of what the first movie was about. Um, yeah. But I don't see how they could have just done it without, like, making, like, the doll the problem and not have it just kind of be, like, the same story again. Even Like, yeah. like even if that's not the story we saw in the first one, like, it's the story we know happened, so, like... I think they had to add that twist, but it is, I don't know. It's like the the first one was allegedly great. <laughs> yes, and I really did like the first one. And then second of all, what do you think made Brahms? Why is he so evil? Why does he want to hurt or become boys? I think like the haircut. Yeah. That's an evil yeah. haircut. That's like very Hitler adjacent, honestly. Um, it's It's a tough haircut. And I think... He's probably angry at whoever made him. Yeah. For making him look so stupid. That really, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, great. And that's why he took over, like, like this kid Jude is, like, so cute. And, like, also, like, Brahms the man. We all know yeah. I'm in love with him. Absolutely, so Jack. Just a shredded uh, monster. Um, so, yeah, I think, I th- I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that there is something? I mean, I just like the first movie so much. And I feel mm-hmm. like the second movie... It doesn't sully it. It just feels it's like, okay, an evil... It almost felt like, all right, an evil doll. We've seen yeah. it. Yeah. And this didn't... I mean, I thought it was like an interesting addition to the mythology, but again, un- unnecessary. The first one just could have stood alone. Yeah. And I think really stood the test of time. I don't hate Brahms. Yeah. And I'll tell you, if they come up with Jude Colin, Brahms Colin, the boy three, the boy you three. know I'm going to buy a ticket. We're going we're gonna to do it. So I hope they do. Which brings us finally to the spooky scale, and um, which, of course, uh, rates how spooky we think something is, not yes. whether or not we think the movie was good. Allison, on a scale of one to ten screams, where would you put Brahms, colon, the boy, too? A spooky scale. I mean, I'm going to put this at a seven. Ooh, okay. I really don't like the mask, the porcelain mm-hmm. mask. Um, and also, like, the, the scare... Like, the technique of, like, something happening and then you turning and it's just an inanimate object sitting there and you're like, well, something has happened. Why? Like, it just is, that just is a scary trope. Yeah. Um. So, for those reasons, but then also, like, it is a little, like, it It lacks a little bit of the, you know, fun twists of the first one that yeah, make it and so, that's- like, surprising. And that's the thing. The first one ha- that when you f- when you see the human Brahms leap yes. crawl out of the woodwork, literally, yes. Yes. it's so fun. Um, I'm going to give this a three because I really, while I really enjoyed the film, not again, not as much as the first one. I didn't find it that scary, and I yeah. think it's because at least the first time I saw it, I was a little resentful. I was like, I don't want it to be about that. the doll. I, you I know, and and mm-hmm. I, watching it again, I, I enjoyed it more, but I didn't find it scary. You know, I didn't, yeah. there, you have to do a, because a scary doll has been yeah. done, 
you have to add a little something extra. Mm-hmm. And the first one, the boy, I thought was the something extra. And this was yes. like, ah, okay, this is more of a traditional scary doll um, movie. Yeah. Enjoyable in its own right, but not mm-hmm. scary. Yeah, I just think, like, also, like, the first one, like, it is unlikely that that will ever happen, but that is all something that could in reality Absolutely. happen. Whereas I love that. A, You're right. A, a doll being haunted, like, isn't really ever going to happen. Like, it does take things. Like, that always just is a little bit less scary than, like, ah, this person's been doing all this stuff, like, that's within their capabilities, <laughs> yeah. you know? Instead, it's like, this doll is is haunted and special, and it's like, uh-oh. And I do think my my favorite form of my, my favorite genre form movie is this person's doing all this stuff, right. which I feel like it's like there's a lot of movies that fall under that rubric of like man if this human person wasn't doing all this stuff we'd be in a lot better place. Yeah. Um, well, true. guys, thank you much for joining us uh, again. Where it's going to be all spooky toys all month yes. long. Yes, inanimate objects ruining our lives. And uh, we hope we will see you back here. By back here, we mean. <laughs> being trapped in your phone, which is where we live. Yes. And also, we have a, a live show coming up. If you have oh my not God, gotten yes. uh, your tickets, go to uh, momenthouse.com slash ruined for December 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern, I think. We're going to go back into the well of, uh, I think, our favorite genre of thing. Uh, we're talking cervids because we're doing antlers. We're so doing get cervids, your tickets. baby. We're doing servants. So, like, it'll be the standard live show stuff that we always do. There'll be a fun group chat. We'll do a cocktail. We'll play the games. Uh, you can get merch. Uh, so get those tickets at momenthouse.com slash ruined. Um, and until then, of course. We gotta ask. To please keep it spooky. Please keep it spooky. And we love you. We love you. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. People think the new fresh fragrances from Glade are fresher than fresh. Like creator Kate. This Glade Orchid Neroli candle is so fresh. It's like fresh as watching a sunrise in Santorini. Yeah, I'm going to need more of those. Explore the new Glade Fresh collection today.